This is Dan Owings coming at you another time for Lower Road Radio with my co-host, as always, Jason. How you doing today? I hate LeBron James. Have I mentioned this? Yeah, this is the LeBron James that plays basketball. Uh huh. That okay. guy, the yeah. NBA basketball player, LeBron uh-huh. James. Yeah. So, I mean, hmm. for the record, before yeah. we go any further, uh, we are officially no longer a sports podcast. That's true. This is our first. Well, the. Officially, we've not been a sports podcast for quite a while. Years. It's been a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but we just def- finally well, decided. That, we want to be true to who we are. Right. And, and at some the point, truth is I we just, don't know who we are. <laughs> well, that's true. So there's no category for that. No. So we had to pick the most vague one possible. Society and culture. I think we hit both society and culture. Definitely. I mean, every week we just come in uh-huh. strong with that society and culture. Basically, remember that? Remember that the Apple episode that we did? Oh, come on! That was society I, and culture. I would say both. Yeah. yeah. I I think what happened is a, a few th- different things all kind of converged at one time, but we started this sports podcast, Low Road Radio. I'm glad we named it Low Road Radio and yes. not something sports or whatever sports 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 and um i don't know if like i don't know if if i had to start watching sports for the podcast because there was always this thought of i better make sure what's going on like that i know what's going on so make sure to watch sports center make sure to okay catch this game or whatever and maybe it somewhere in the back of my brain became work like I have to do this, yeah. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. And so I find my, I found myself less and less interested in sports. Now, maybe that would have happened at this phase of my life anyway. Uh, yes. And it's not podcast related, but w- whatever the reason, I did find myself drifting further and further away from sports. Well, what's crazy is at this point in my life, I have never been less interested in sports. Yeah, I would say that's a hundred percent about me. Uh, you know, you and I were sports crazy. That's all we thought about. And yeah. did. we played sports on mm-hmm. like in real life on video games on mm-hmm. and watching sports and mm-hmm. going to sporting events. Yeah. Everything was about sports on some level. Yeah. Uh, on a daily basis. Yeah, in there high was not school, a day went by that sports did not occur. In high school, you and I paid for the um, college basketball yes. subscription. Yeah. Uh, out of our own money, so that we could watch like 160 like bucks or something. three college basketball games every night. It was awesome. Yeah, and and I couldn't get enough. Yeah, uh, and something. I mean, over when the you're last... breaking down the Idaho State and Utah State, mm-hmm. but we basketball. Knew. It was probably my worst bracket I ever filled out too. <laughs> so I don't know what happened, but at some point I just stopped caring that much about sports. I, I still watch them. I've been watching the the baseball playoffs. Yeah. I watched a little bit of the basketball last night, but. In general, it's not what I'm going to choose. Well, I think for me, 
what happened was uh, my kids are growing older. Mm-hmm. They are all interested in different things. Yeah. And I find myself pulled in eight different directions. Right. And so the things that I have to give up, um, I mean, I got to give up quite a bit, but I, I have nothing left that's just Jason. Mm-hmm. Like everything that I do, almost everything that I do, I do with or for my kids. Yeah. Either I'm, I'm with them doing something or I'm doing something for them. Yeah. I almost never get Jason time. Mm. And if I do get Jason time, I want to take a nap. Yes. Like I no longer think, man, I'm home alone. Mm-hmm. The wife and kids went to Tennessee for a couple of days to visit family. Yeah. I can do – I have three days to do whatever I want. Yeah. I'm not wasting my time on sports. No. Because I only have three days. Yeah. And I, I've, I'm coming to realize like, I just don't want to waste it on sure. watching NBA basketball or whatever. And somehow both of us at the same time, not only do we transition away from our previous stance on sports, but the one sport that we transitioned to was soccer, which was one that we previously had never cared about. <laughs> so Somehow I think that's related because soccer is so, so different. Yeah. It, it, gave, it gives you – it's shorter – and yeah. there are no commercials. Yes. And so I think we had an appreciation for that. And then going back to regular sports, like I've been watching the baseball playoffs. Yeah. Uh, obviously, a lot of timeouts, especially in the playoffs, because they're switching pitchers a lot. Yeah. Every time they switch pitchers, they go to another commercial in break. every inning and half an inning. And anytime there's a commercial break, I flip to something else. Yeah. And then quite often I forget that I was watching the baseball <laughs> game. And then like all three innings later, oh, shoot, let me go check. You yeah. Know? So I, I don't know what it is, but for whatever reason, this is the the path we've decided. So we are more likely to talk about you know the release of Disney Plus and the Mandalorian, yes, or other stuff, apples, than we are to talk about sports. Having said that, there's mm-hmm. a couple sports that we will remain in conversation. Yes. So Tottenham is a team that we adopted. Mm-hmm. Tottenham Hotspur is the official football team of Loud Road Radio, English Premier, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's great. Yeah. We love it. Mm-hmm. So we, we will talk about Tottenham from yeah. time to time. Um, I don't think we're going to be like super Tottenham heavy. We're not experts. No, but not we're at just all. fans at this point. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do that. And then um, our buddy Derek, we'll have him on an episode here. Yes. But um, Derek uh, is involved with a, a t- what's the team called? Petersboro. Petersburg. They're now my officially. Peters- I think it's Petersboro. That's why I said Petersboro. Uh huh. They're officially now my second favorite. Soccer team. Really? I thought Sunderland was your second favorite soccer nope. team. Nope. Sunderland's now third. Oh, okay. And if they go head-to-head, I mean, it's going to be tough, but yeah. it's going to be Petersburg. I, I couldn't... <laughs> Petersboro. Peter, that's why I said Petersburg. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, I couldn't name one player on the team right now. No, neither could I. But that's okay. Um, oh, Peterboro. It's that's not what I said. Peter, Peter, it's not Petersboro. It's Peterboro. Peterboro. Yeah. But we're going to have Derek United on. United Football Club. Yeah, we'll have Derek on for a standalone episode. And P-U-F-C. it will be UFC. P-U. P-U-F-C. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, we're going to have Derek on. He'll tell us all about all the players and the coaches and the fans and see if we can get him to sing one of the songs. And uh, then they can be everybody's favorite soccer team. But the truth is that's probably where we'll start and end with sports. Yeah. Unless it becomes a society and culture thing, which is what is happening right now with LeBron James. We're back to LeBron. Just briefly. So what happened? Why LeBron are you James, so mad at LeBron? Well, first of all, last week, he is siding with communist China yeah. over the Hong Kong issue. We have freedom fighters in Hong Kong fighting yeah. for their own freedom. Right, yeah. And LeBron James doesn't care. 
he would rather side with the communist. And so um, I already, I've already hated LeBron for years. Yes, you have. Uh, for many, many reasons. Yes, I have. think he's a fraud. Mm-hmm. I think he's a fake. And I think everybody hates him in the NBA. You, but nobody wants to stand up and you, say it. Um, for a very short period of time, got back on the LeBron bandwagon when he won the championship. For I thought he was going to redeem himself. Yes. You know, but he didn't. You he's, he's an idiot. Yeah. He's a straight up idiot. I thought he knew. I thought I thought he had learned his lesson and he didn't. He's he's even a bigger idiot because he's empowered at this point. So last night was the opening night of the NBA. Lakers versus Clippers. Big it's game. A huge game because mm-hmm. all these free agents chose the Clippers over LeBron's Lakers. Right. And that says something. So LeBron, if anything's going to happen, he's going to come out and he's going to say, you know what, I'm still top dog in the league. Yeah. And you should have played with me. I got to say, uh, he came out like that. And uh, the Lakers team actually looks kind of interesting um, because they got Danny Green, which Danny Green is like a freak. Yeah, when and, he's on fire, yeah, he doesn't miss. Well, I think he was like seven for thirteen last night from the three, and um, and then Anthony Davis might be the best player in the league. Yeah, and LeBron is LeBron, uh, and they got they got a couple other pieces. Yeah, whatever and they got Dwight Howard back, so there's. But a they thing. lost to the Clippers. They lost to the Clippers without Paul George. Yeah, so that wasn't great. Yeah, and uh, at the beginning of the game, national anthem at the very tail end of the national anthem. Le- while everybody's still standing because the song's not the over, the lady's still singing the she's song. She's still singing. LeBron turns around and starts running off the court towards the bench, towards the bench, and is screaming, "Let's go!" or "Come yeah. on!" or you know something Some like that, junk like that. And somebody caught it on their phone and posted it on Twitter, and now it is a big deal. He hates America. Well, he hates freedom. Sure, him and Colin Kaepernick mm-hmm. are in the same ballpark for me. <laughs> I, if I'm going to defend LeBron, which I do find myself doing with you sometimes, I, I would say that he, uh, I mean, that he actively hates America. Yes, um, might might be a um, uh, a bit strong, but it's true. I I think he is um, inconsiderate. Yes, uh, I think he he does live in a bubble. Yes, um, I think that he is um, just just unaware. Yes, of. All of these things, yeah. correct? Uh, to me, that doesn't equal hate America. Um, it's and hate America. All of those things, yeah. and he hates America. Here's the thing: I I'm not playing this up for the show. I know you feel this way. I mean, in my core, mm-hmm. he is the worst human being in the NBA. Okay. The worst. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you downgraded it to NBA. So listen, listen. There's a lot mm-hmm. of bad guys in the world. Yes. Kim Jong Un, mm-hmm. or whoever's the leader of North Korea. Yeah. It's probably worse. Yeah. Um, and then there might be two or three other people, but shortly behind that is LeBron James. Wow. Listen, LeBron James is more worried about his wallet than he is worried about freedom and independence and democracy. Yeah. I just think he needs to be educated. He is the most uneducated idiot on the planet and speaking out against Donald Trump Speaking yeah. out against mm-hmm. freedom, speaking out against America, leaving the lady to finish singing the national anthem as he storms off the court. Well, okay, so like, what a idiot! There's there's ignorant and there's stupid, and he's both. I, I he think is both. It, I don't care what you say. He's both. Yeah, I, I I think he's definitely ignorant of some things for sure. Um, With a false I, sense I, of security because I, he thinks he's yes. intelligent, and he's not. Yeah. He is basketball smart. Well, he knows basketball smart. where to pass it. 
He Good job, LeBron be, James. He seemed, don't tell me who to vote for because you know where to pass it on a basketball he court. He seems to be fairly business smart. No, no, no. Yeah, I guess he's the, been given a billion dollar, a yeah. billion dollar contract through yeah. Nike. Yeah, so that. He can sell shoes for Nike. Yeah. That billion dollars allows him to look like he's a successful businessman. He is not. Well, we don't know. I guess the time... What do you mean we don't know? What has he done? Tell me one thing that he's he's done. He's been pretty busy with an NBA career. So when he retires... he's not a businessman. Well, you can't... You cannot go bankrupt if you have a billion dollar contract. The money is always coming in. Yes. I understand what you're saying. Now, he's invested money. Mm Mm-hmm. But what else, what else do you do with a billion dollars? I don't know. Thirty million of it went to the Liverpool yeah. football club. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a good investment. That investment has quadrupled. Sure. Yeah. But you know what? That was. How many other investments has he made? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I know you hate LeBron with the passion. Um, I, 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 I don't like a lot of the. I don't care for the national anthem stuff uh, that he's done. I don't care for his political stance on most things. I would say. That he's more ignorant than stupid, though, would be my okay. That's stance. Fine. Yeah, I think it's an and. You can be both. Yeah, you can be both, but uh, but I got him more as as ignorant than stupid. Right. So this, I first like of him. all, for the record, this is not a basketball conversation. No, this is an America conversation. But if it was a basketball conversation, you would say he's what the tenth best player in the league. He might he might be top ten. Yeah. So there you go. He's getting old. Well, he's getting he, older. He can't do what he used to do. Uh, no, he can't. And he was never a great shooter. Well, and he's a horrible free throw shooter. He's, a pretty he's good, mentally weak. He's got a pretty good three now, though. Like, he's developed a good three-point listen, shot. He listen. has. Specifically, a deep shot. He's the best deep, statistically, the best deep three-point shooter According to who? Statistics. No. Okay. Curry, Durant. These guys are both better. Clay Thompson? D- deep. What are you talking about, deep? I'm saying there's a statistic out there that's like so many oh, feet. Oh, from 85 feet. or He made no, no, one no. long no, three no, no, no. Like from, from the like other side four, of the court. Four or five feet back out of the three-point where you would actually take a shot, which he does sometimes. He hits more of those than anybody. More than Curry? Uh, yeah. I doubt it. Last year, anyway. More than Durant? Yeah, last year. I doubt it. More than Clay Thompson? Those guys hit more threes. They're more accurate. Overall, they're better ball players. I'm just too. saying he's developed a pretty good three point shot. Listen, there are ten guys in the league that I would take over LeBron right now, and I'm not even an NBA guy. I mean, I like watching it, but yeah, I mean, there's ten guys I would take above him in a heartbeat. All right, well, I don't know how we got into society and culture, and this, just, we've talked more sports on society. Our first society and culture episode. I think we're just we, a rebel. We're just rebels. Whatever. You know, like, yeah. No, I'm not going to do. Don't that. put me we're in a box. We're not society and culture. I'll talk about sports all I want. <laughs> Okay, so explain the three and three because we're going to have a whole new batch of listeners. We're already we featured will. on multiple sports or uh, what are we? <laughs> Society and culture. Society and culture. We're we're already featured instantly. We jump to the top instantly. So every week, Jason and I come up with three things that we have to talk about that are just burning a hole in our brains, and uh, we take turns and talk about those things. So, Jason, what is your first thing? Okay, so I found out a couple things. Okay. On my iPhone. Okay. And I don't know when these things actually developed. Like the update? So I did do the update, 13.0.1 or whatever it is. is. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got the dark mode. I love it. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. It's great. So there's a couple things I've seen uh, just randomly online that you can do with your phone that I didn't know that I could do with my phone. Okay. 
one of the things is when you're typing using the text, the keyboard, mm-hmm. and you've messed up. Hold down the space bar. You hold down the space bar. You've been bar. able to do that for quite a while. I didn't know it. Yeah. So for years, I've been trying I to know. select with my finger it's the a, one spot where I messed up. It's so I a can wonderful thing, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. It mm-hmm. has changed yeah. my life. Now I like like making mistakes. Yeah. So I can mm-hmm. do the space bar. And just go. So if you don't know what it is, you just hold the space bar. Yeah. Until it like blinks once. And you can scroll left and right on the space bar and move the cursor yeah. in the text box. Yeah. It's the most amazing thing ever. And then did you know that you can screen video record on your iPhone? I did not know that. Yeah. So How do you it's do a, that? It's a separate feature all the take So right now on your phone, you got it, right? Yeah. Go to settings. All right. And then go to control center. If you're if you're at home, you can do this along with us. Control center. All uh-huh. right. And then customize controls. Okay. And then you're going to scroll up or, or down. down or up, whatever. There's one called screen recording. Got so it. hit the green plus button. Done. And then pull up from the bottom where you see your menu, and there's a button right there. Yeah. Do you see that button with I the see. circle? It's counting three, two, one. Yep. And now you're recording everything on your screen and everything you do until you stop. That's and, pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And it will record a video. It will record audio. And it will record <sighs> if you're trying to demonstrate how to do something on your phone. That's really cool. It's very, I did very not cool. know that that did that. It'll change your life. Yeah, that's very it's awesome. It's actually so like in a realistic um uh rubber meets the road like in something that we do frequently we're, we're sharing things with different groups of people communicating mm-hmm. certain things. Uh sometimes it's difficult to download a video. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's difficult through whatever channel mm-hmm. that you're watching. This should make that really really easy. I know. Yeah. Do you follow? No, I follow. Yeah, no, I, I immediately caught the implications, for sure. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Now, I'm also going to prank my wife because I'm going to, like, uh, like record, like, a screenshot and then just, like, go around, like, to different apps and, like, and then give her her phone and, like, record, like, a 10-minute video of me doing that. Oh, she'll be freaking out, And then out, give yeah. her her phone and she won't be able to control it because yeah. it'll just look like the screen's going back and forth. That's pretty great. That'll be fun. Oh, okay. I like that. Any other features? Well, that, so that the, one I like. Well, yeah. Well, the space bar, I didn't even know you could do. So those are the two that I've discovered this week alone. Okay. And I'm all about it. I think it will change my life. All right. Uh, my first thing is, uh, what do you By know? By the way, yeah, I don't like the dark theme for the notes. Oh, you don't? I don't. Um, it's easier on the eyes. It is. It's harder for me to see what's bold and not bold. Because mm. I actually use this for some other things, and mm. I was reading it last night. And I had some stuff that was bold that I wanted to read, and then I had things that were not bold that mm. I didn't want to read. They were just my thoughts I wanted mm. to talk about. Mm. I read right through it. You read right through it. Because I couldn't looked see like what was bold idiot. and not bold. I looked like an idiot. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, I like the dark theme, even on the notes. Can you dark an undark per application, or is it just the dark theme across the board? That I don't know. Okay. All right. So uh, my first thing, Jason. Yes. Did you hear about – do you know what a serval is? It's the thing that is a robot, and it uh, generates um, a computer to, to turn something, mm-hmm. like in a mechanism. No, that okay. is a serval. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an African cat. The other kind of servo. Yes. Uh, it's an African cat. Uh-huh. So it is like – it's, it's like, like the a size of a decent – it's a, maybe a little bit smaller than a cheetah. Cheetahs are pretty small. Cheetahs are pretty small. 
but it's not when I say it's not like a wild cat. You know what I mean? It's not like a it's considerably bigger than a house cat. It's the size of a lab. A lab. Sure. Right? Yeah. I'd say that's about right. So in Fairfield, Ohio. Ohio, a serval cat was spotted roaming this neighborhood. It had a collar on. Um it apparently it like attacked some dogs. Um, and it's like leopard print or cheetah print, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean it was I think it was pretty it's scary spotted. for people. Yeah. yeah. And people were taking videos of it and stuff. Well the um I think it was the sheriff's office, you know, spotted it. Um, it was uh, being aggressive, and they shot it, and they killed it. Well, right. now they're trying to figure out who has this thing because it was obviously a pet, and they're trying to track it and down. And the collar didn't have an address on it. Exactly. Do you know whose it was? I actually do. Well, I mean, have they— I saw the story. So the story is that they went to Ezekiel Elliott's dad's house. Yeah. Is that who it was? Um, they've not—I don't think officially come out and said it's 100%, but is— when I heard that, I was like, yes, that makes perfect sense. That Ezekiel Elliott. So apparently, neighbors in the Jefferson Farms neighborhood said uh, that they've uh, seen rare black foxes running around. They've seen wolf dogs in backyards for years, um, long before the exotic serval cat was put down by the sheriff's deputy. So, so there's all sorts of wild animals. Yes. And of course, Ezekiel Elliott has, he probably has like a. <laughs> Like a pool with a shark in it. Piranhas. I mean, I, I remember seeing the story, hearing about it, and um, like thinking, oh, that's weird. Must be, you know, like. Right. And then, well, then, didn't Mike Tyson have a bunch of stuff like that, too? Yeah, yeah. In no, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think Mike Tyson and Ezekiel Elliott are kindred spirits. Yeah. Um, so uh, so I've been watch- I watch the news every morning, local news, every morning when I wake <laughs> up. Because you're 85 years old. Uh-huh. And I uh, and so they told it. So the next day they come back and they say they went and to Ezekiel Elliott's father's house. I was yeah. like, yes, that makes absolute perfect sense. So it's not a hundred percent yet, but well, you know what? I think the fact that they even announced it, I it's, think it's, it's a done deal. It's pretty obvious, right? This weekend, I'm actually going down there. We're playing uh, Gideon's playing a soccer tournament. Oh, really? Well, yeah. watch out! I'm excited. I'm going to bring camera and um, uh, get some pictures of some wild animals. Yes. I was I was curious if if any reporters like if they knew about it they would but if any like Dallas reporters like during uh, media days and stuff would ask Ezekiel Elliott about it say so like hey you know somebody searching yeah. you know yeah. the neighborhood right and see if he because I could see him being like oh yeah that's it's, totally mine <laughs> yeah 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 that's totally mine so is his is that his childhood home uh, I don't think so I think it's like because I think it's a pretty affluent neighborhood. Not that he didn't grow up in an affluent neighborhood. I don't know that. Well, I think both his parents went to Missouri, right? And did they? I don't know. I think it's probably a house that he's bought for his parents. I gotcha. But, um, e- either way, um, yeah. There, it's pretty there exciting. We are. Yeah, I think it's exciting, and I think it's hilarious. Neighbors believe Ezekiel Elliott's <laughs> father. That probably uh, – they're going to have to add that to the next homeowners association – contract yes right no exotic well, animals I, I think it's a law actually so like it's a legal well, i mean it had a collar on at yeah. what point does it become exotic if it's it can the kind eat. of animal that it is you put a collar on anything Listen, doesn't matter i mean these are soft lines that, we, that they blur you know i mean I it's a cat i get i get a lot of um like uh crazy things that celebrities would do with their money like yes you know Hundred fifty thousand dollar cars. 
I, I get a lot of it. Yeah. I, I don't understand the animal thing. To me, that doesn't, like... Well, I think it depends on the animal. It's just a lot of work. I think it'd be cool to have, like, a panda bear, but it's not going to eat me. I think panda bears actually are pretty violent. Are they? Yeah. I just They're always, like, sitting there just eating bamboo. Yeah, and panda bears can be pretty violent. Now, have you seen Kung Fu Panda? Now... Uh, what ko- about a koala bear? Now a koala bear. There, there you go. Okay. Koala bear sleeps like twenty three and a half hours oh, dude, every day. That's my spirit and animal. And so it's just you yeah. get to snuggle on the couch with a koala bear <laughs> while he eats eucalyptus leaves. That's different. That's now, a pretty good life. A ko- I suppose if I had to have one, a koala bear, maybe a sloth. Although actually, a sloth can flat out kill a person too. Did you know that? No, sloths are like insanely strong, and if they do feel threatened, like a chokehold, yeah, they will kill you. They can move fast; they just choose not to. See, once again, spirit—that's mm-hmm. my spirit animal, man. What is there? Anything else that you like between a sloth and a koala? I think they got a pretty good life going on. Yeah, they just I don't take know. a chill. To me, it just seems like a sleep. lot of work. You know, to sleep. No, just to have an, an animal in the house. Oh, you know, I got gotcha. I just it's just not worth it to well, me. Well, I would love to have like a little monkey that had people clothes. Yeah, I would like walk I mean, around the house. I think mo- a monkey's gonna make a mess. You know, well, it's my kids break make stuff a mess too. all the time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, what's your second thing? I'm going to sing. Oh no, part of a song. Okay. And I I want to see if you can finish it because I don't know where I came up with this. Okay. And I sang it in front of my kids and they loved it. They laughed and they started singing it. And I don't know where I picked it up from. I think it's from our childhood. And I might even have some of the wrong words. Okay. But this is how I remember it. All right. Macaroni. I love macaroni. Macaroni. It's the thing for me. I don't know. Do you like it in your pants? Yes. yes, I like it in my pants. In your pants, in my pants. Oh. I mean, I know the tune. Well, it's Alouette. Yeah. Alouette, jean Alouette. <laughs> That's how it's French. But you don't remember the macaroni? If I ever wondered if do you, you like it in were my pants? our father's son, you oh, do listen. confirm it quite a bit. Moi um, bien. <laughs> 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 Uh, no, I don't know the macaroni song. So I'm sorry. I don't know where I, I came up with that. Now, it I could be Rice-A-Roni. Um, Rice-A-Roni. I love Rice-A-Roni. Yeah. yeah, but it's still not clicking okay, I, with I didn't me. know if it was a commercial or if it was a movie. I don't know where I picked I mean, it up normally from. I, I'm the one that remembers well, lyrics Well, you remember all of that stuff. I don't remember anything. You remember people. I forget people. That happens all the time. But I remember yeah. songs. And I somewhere, mm-hmm. and I Googled it. I can't find it. Hmm. I can't find it anywhere. Is it possible just like in your subconscious somewhere? No. I, Maybe I, you had a dream about it? I don't it? think so. Hmm. It's something. And I tried every Google combination. I couldn't find it. Yeah. So I've been singing that to my kids, and they've been singing it, and they laugh. They think it's hilarious. You know, macaroni in my pants. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it in your pants? No, no, I, I, I like it in my yeah. pants. In your pants, <laughs> oh, in yeah, my pants. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel like you're like combining like green eggs and ham and macaroni. I don't know with the tune from you know Alouette. Alou- yeah, so I I feel Listen, like I took just, one year of French. Yeah, yeah. Alouette, jonky Alouette. <laughs> I don't think it's jonky. It's something like that. <laughs> Jante Alouette. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you know what it means? 
No, I have no idea. Do you? No. Oh. <laughs> My son is in French class. We'll have to ask him. He won't know. He is not a fan <laughs> of the language or the class or the teacher. All right. Um, here we go. So my second thing is. So for the record, if anybody knows what that is, text the show, yeah, find us, let email us, know, us something. Because I don't know. My second thing is. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Friday night uh, was the Ohio State football game. And Eric and I were at a wedding rehearsal. And then um, after the wedding rehearsal, they said, hey, everybody's going to go to Ralphie's. and Local uh, sports bar. Yeah. And we're going to go eat there and uh, watch the game. Yeah. So uh, so we say, okay. So we get in the car, and uh, Erica starts to pull up the uh, the GPS. And she's like, no, what's the place called? I said, it's Ralphie's. Right. And she goes, oh, okay. And so she starts – I'm like, wait a minute. Like – what do you mean? Like, don't you, you don't know where it's at? Don't you know where Ralphie's is? Yeah. And she's like, no, I, I don't know where it is. You know, I was like, well, you've lived here for I was five like, years. How can you not? Yeah. Like you drive by it like 20 times a day. How could you not know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say she drives by it every day. Well, not 20 times a day. Yeah. So, but 20 at, times a week, maybe 20 times a week. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's some days where she'll drive by it three or four times. And I was like, no, it's right over there on 95. Like you can't, you can't miss like, it. Like, how could you, you know, so we drive and I and I pull into the driveway, and she has this look on her face, and she she says, "Well, when did they? Did this just get built? When did they?" I was like, "20 years ago." Like this has always been here. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's like, "I've literally, I've never seen this before." It stands out in the open. It's like a, a standalone. It's a freestanding building. building. It's yeah. not like in a. <laughs> it's not like in a, a strip. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could understand that. Like, uh, oh, I guess Obviously. I didn't know. Yeah. Like it's a, a freestanding building. It's a freestanding building. <laughs> into in between two car dealerships. It's got its own parking lot, yeah. its own sign Signage. out front. Yeah. It's its own it's the it's only thing on the night. property. Yes. <laughs> nice she, parking lot. And she had this look on her face like she had never yeah. been there before. And I just thought that was like crazy. And so I was doing some and I just couldn't believe her. I was like, Are you messing with me? Or right. Are you serious right now? She's like, I literally had no idea. What this was. She's like, I thought we were going to Delaware, you know, when she yeah. heard Ralphie's. She thought, so I said, no, this is where it is. So I was reading this thing that said that your brain does this thing for you where when you're driving, it fills in the gaps with nonsense, with nothing, because for things that, that it doesn't deem important for you to know. Yeah. And so the idea is that you could you could walk somewhere that you've driven a thousand times and you'll see 20 things that are yeah. right out in the open. They're not hidden. They're not small things. And you'll have the sense like, I've never seen this before. Was right. this here before? Right. Because your brain does this little hack for you to uh, save you like from information. Well, overload. what's important and what's not important. Yeah. Right. So Erica's brain just decided that Ralphie's was not important. <laughs> and she was like, this is really good. I really like it here. I was like, well, we could come back, I guess. You know, no, It's like literally a mile from our house. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. I bet it's exactly one mile from your house. Yeah, yeah. So On a main strip. Yeah. Right by the highway. Yeah. And she, she also got a even a, a further view into the psyche of an Ohio State football fan. She grew up in Montana. She doesn't understand what crazy football fans are like. Yeah. I'm an Ohio State fan, but she thought that I was like the peak of an Ohio no. State. When we, I you're know, the right? least of an Ohio State fan. So at the at the yeah. wedding rehearsal, uh, the the groom's father 
he has like six rings on his hand that he wears every single Ohio State game, and he okay. rubs them together the whole game. Yeah. Like, when he was on vacation, he took a life-size, or not a life-size, a model <laughs> version of the horseshoe. <laughs> life-size. <laughs> life-size. A life-size version a life-size. of the horseshoe. It was crazy. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. He took a model version of the horseshoe and, like, set it in front of him. He's got his rings on. He wears the same shirt for every game, right. you know. And she's like, does he really believe that he's making a difference? I said, absolutely. And I saw him the next day at the wedding in Ohio State, yeah. of course. Yeah. And so when I saw him, I was he like, He doesn't hey. believe it. He knows it. Yeah. And I said, yeah. hey, man, thanks for, thanks for uh, using those rings last night. You know, And he's convinced, yeah, it makes a difference. The, the world – no, it wasn't the World Series. It was the NLC, ALCS was on. It was a really, Why are we talking sports? I don't know. But I was We've really, never talked sports. Like in the last six months, sorry. we haven't even talked to any sports. And I was really getting into it. And <laughs> and because I love baseball. And, and and it's on. And then the manager of the restaurant says, Hey, you guys want me to turn it the Ohio State game on? And the, and everybody's like, Yeah, yeah, turn it yeah. on. It was like forty minutes till kickoff. You know, yeah. and I was like, Well, this is something that's happening now. <laughs> Maybe we could watch this, but yeah, no, yeah, I mean, it's you know, a. I'm bother- 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's like really compelling, and it's happening now, and the game doesn't start, you know. Yeah. And so, I mean, they literally turned every TV in the place yeah. onto the. I mean, it's a sports bar. There's a million TVs. Just yes. give me one. <laughs> That's the ALCS. I'll take anything, really. Yeah. You know. Anyway, so there, Ralphie's exists. God, so much sports. I know. My third thing. I want to do this really, really, really bad. My wife will not let me. Mm. I've already bought in jean overalls. Okay. Like bibbed overalls. Yeah. Um, I've bought the materials. <laughs> I've bought... I do not know where this is going. I, I've bought everything. I, I've done the research. Uh-huh. I've seen all the videos. Yes. I've read tons of materials, mm-hmm. both in print and digital. Mm-hmm. I want to start a worm farm. A worm farm. Yes. What's a worm farm? You grow, you you reproduce worms in buckets, basically. In buckets. Well, I mean, any device. And what do you do with these worms? Burn. Well, you could do all sorts of things with these worms. You sell so, them. You could sell them. You could sell them for different things. You could sell them for live bait. You could sell them to improve people's gardens. You could sell them as food for various creatures. Yeah. You know, animals and reptiles and birds. So what do you need to get started with a worm farm? Well, basically, I I have everything except worms. (laughs) But my wife will not let me. So she goes... What, do you just put them out back? Like, are they outside? So No, okay, so here's the thing. Worms will take organic material, like an apple core, Mm -hmm. and the worm will eat the apple core. Mm -hmm. The worm droppings are called castings, worm castings. Mm-hmm. It's like the best fertilizer on the planet. The worm takes organic materials and, and, and turns it into this really, really fine, almost dirt yeah. fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other thing is people can sell that dirt because that's what you start seeds in before you plant it into your garden. Okay, And you can take that same dirt and put it with the seeds in the garden and it's one of the most highly nutritional thing for the seed to get started mm-hmm. and the longevity of the plant and the health of the plant has to do with. So you would do this in your basement? Different. Yes. So Just I explained buckets, five gallon buckets in your basement. Yeah. So, okay. So that would be the cheap version and that's mm-hmm. what I would do. I already have the buckets. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, there's expensive versions where there's like layers, decks of plastic bins that the worms will migrate up and down, and you you rotate the bins. So the bottom bin will always have the dirt, mm-hmm. and the top bins will always have organic material. And so as you rotate them, you dump the dirt, you put the empty bin on top, start putting organic materials in. So they can make more poop. More poop. Mm-hmm. But these worms, all they do is eat and poop and reproduce. So the idea... So, so here's the thing. You start with 500 worms yeah. in just two or three buckets. Within six months, you could have... 10,000 worms. And then what do you do with those worms? You could sell them. You can sell them? Yes. Where do you sell worms? Okay, listen, I'm giving away all my good ideas. Okay. Partly because my wife won't let me, so someone ought to benefit from this. I'm telling you right now. Mm -hmm. People laugh at me. They roll their eyes at me. I'm serious. All right. You're rolling your eyes right now. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people that would buy 1,000 worms to go around their vegetable gardens in their backyard, like not that far up the road here. Mm-hmm. People with fair amount of money. These, I mean, the worms, these are like large earth tilling worms. Yeah. They dig into the ground. They turn it up. Yeah. They provide for irrigation and good soil and all that stuff. Okay. It's better than chemicals and fertilizer, like, or like so inorganic. It's, organic. it's all organic. It's a way to do an organic garden. Like phenomenally so. Yeah. I'm just I think there's a huge market in this. Okay. And you know, being uh in the Obama years, I was a prepper. Mm-hmm. Now that we have Trump, we don't have to worry about the world ending. Yeah, we're doing We're actually making America great again. That's right. But during the Obama years, I thought like literally if he's here for 8 years and it looked like he was going to be, he was. like this whole thing's going to go down. Like we're done. So, I started prepping. Buckets of food, I mm-hmm. did all the research. I know how to clean water. I know how to make a still. I, I made a still. Mm-hmm. Moonshine, all that stuff. I figured it all out. Right. Well, now my mind has shifted. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we make America great? Now you're about capitalism. Capitalism. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. We live in a different society today than we did just five years ago. Who knows? Five years from now or even two years from now what the world will look like. Yeah. Well, I want to be prepared. But these worms, they would be a great resource moving forward. And in a pinch, they would be edible. You could. You could yeah. eat them. How'd you pre- how would you prepare a worm? I know how I would prepare I think it. I would just throw them in a skillet. Yeah, you fry them up with some butter. Maybe onions. Like, yeah. give it some seasoning. Yeah, I think, yeah, some onions. Um, you got to do paprika. You know, that's always the secret, you know. I would do, I, I think I would do Italian seasoning. Oh, you would do Italian? I think so. I don't think, it's like a garlic yeah. kind of thing. I don't think a, a garlic an oregano earthworm calls for garlic. Well, with the see, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like onions, garlic, um, oregano, sure. maybe some tomato. Yeah, and I I think it put would it become, over a bed of rice. Yeah, you know? cauliflower rice maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I I think that'd be the way to do it. Just lots of butter though. Oh, the more the better. Yeah, yeah. I would eat that. Maybe reduce some heavy cream into it. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Well, here's the thing, because when you bite into it, it's going to be gross and soggy. Well, but, I mean, if you fry it up right, though, it'll be a little crispy. Well, if you if you reduce all the moisture out of it, it could be. Yeah. I don't know. I would almost think in more of like a lasagna type of thing. Like put it in your lasagna. Well, not put the worms in the lasagna, but cook it on a skillet, but 
have these other ingredients. See, I'm thinking more of an Italian dish mm-hmm. and use the worms as the noodles. Right. But in an oh, open, sure. like an open face. It would be keto. Uh, it would be keto. Yeah. I mean, not, yeah, yeah, replacing the. The noodles for worms. Yeah. Almost like a spaghetti. Yeah, like a like a a worm spaghetti. A worm spaghetti. Now listen, there's people that are listening right now that have never listened before. Mm-hmm. They think this is a a I'm making fun of thing. Oh sure. No, I'm dead serious right yeah, now. Yeah, no, I know you are. Yeah, you are. I would do this. Yeah. Well, I hope it all works out. Well, for my me. wife I won't really let me. Do. She thinks worms will escape mm-hmm. and our house will be overrun with ten thousand worms. Well, I've, I mean, I've how tri- fast does a worm go? You know what I mean? Well, escape. That, you know. I've also told her that if you put lights on the worms don't like the lights. Yeah. And so if you have lights over top of these buckets, the worms will stay in the soil. Right. They're not coming to the top. Right. Yeah. They're not escaping from the buckets. Because they don't like the light. They don't like the light. It seems like a foolproof plan. So, you know. I think literally I could be making tens of dozens of dollars. I would encourage you to do it without her knowing. Oh, I'm you going know? to. And then... Once you start making some money, then you can be like, hey, this you is know, my money. You know why we're at Olive Garden tonight? Because <laughs> we got worms at home. Because I'm just thinking the marketing alone, I think I could do. Like yeah. Jason's Worm Farm. Yeah. Come buy worms from Jason. Yeah. I'll sell all sorts of worms. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a joke. This is not a joke. I'm not, this is, I'm, this is not a comedy bit. No, I know I'm it's dead not. Serious. But it, just because it's not a bit or a joke doesn't mean it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I just want people to know I'm serious about this. I I know, and I'm rooting for you. I hope you do it. I hope you make a well, million I'm dollars. Thinking about doing it in Dad's basement. Sure, I think it's already pretty moist down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> pretty good environment for yeah, worms, and nobody would know for months. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could put a dead body down there. You know. <laughs> You know, the worms might like that. Yeah. They could turn it into, what'd you call it? It's castings. Castings, yeah. All right. Um, boy, I hate to do this. but my Is third, it more sports? It kind of is. What are you doing? I don't know what happened. Society and culture. Society and culture. That's what we are now. Okay. There's a documentary. <laughs> I'm trying to make it society and culture. Okay, well, it's TV. Okay. Right? 30 for 30. Oh, my gosh. About Steve Bartman. Now listen, if you don't like sports, you will like this documentary. Like, it's compelling. Well, there's a ton of the ESPN 30 for 30s. They actually are, it's not a sports story, it's a people story. It's like a human story. Yeah. So, if you don't know the story, Steve Bartman was a Cubs fan. Yeah. Way before they won the World Series. On an instrumental play in the game, he reaches out. In front of Moises, Moises Alou. Boy, you are dad's son. <laughs> Moyo, Moises. <Stop. laughs> What's his name? Moises. That's what I said. No, you, Moises. You, yeah. <laughs> he, Moises Alou is under it, ready to catch it. Steve yeah. Bartman reaches his hand out and knocks the ball down so that way Moises Alou can't get it. The rest of the story, the Cubs don't go to the World Series. They don't win the World Series. Curse extended. And, you know, Steve Bartman is enemy number one. Yes. And they made this great documentary about it. Super compelling. You feel bad for the guy. You really do. But one of the things that they say in the documentary, they keep on going back to these experts, in quotes, yeah. uh, that say, listen, anybody would do it. 
Yeah. You know, if you're if you're in that situation, if your team has a chance to go to the World Series and you know, you're a lifelong fan and, and that ball is right there, like you know, you just reach for it. You know, you, it's just you get caught up in the moment. Anybody would have done it, right? Yeah. Uh I'm watching the ALCS, the Astros and the Yankees. Last night? Uh well, last night was the World Series. So this is like I don't three know. or four nights ago. I don't watch sports anymore. And exact same yeah. situation. Yeah. Except it's uh, the only difference is it wasn't Moises Salou. Well, it wasn't. There wasn't quite the distance in between the player and, okay. and the thing. But same situation. Yeah. Where the player is is ready to catch it, and there are four or five Astro fans around the ball, and they all back up and put yeah. their hands up, yeah. and they they step back so they can let their guy catch the ball. Yes. They were all aware enough. Yes. And I've said for years, like, I don't care what you say, who, what expert you pull out. If I'm a Cubs fan and I'm in that situation, you let not, the Cub catch only, yeah. not only am I now reaching for it, I'm doing the get back everybody thing yes. and putting my arms out and say, everybody get back, he's got to catch this ball. And I was proven right that not everybody. Now I I still feel bad for for Bartman, you know. Um, and and yeah, I, I don't think I he's don't. like I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think it I was, feel bad that Chicago turned on him. Yeah, I don't think it was like a vindictive, like evil, like yeah. thing to do or anything like that. But he was caught up in the moment. But he was caught up in the moment, and you know what? He made a mistake. But but to say that everybody would have done it, I've taken. I've taken umbrage to for years, and I felt like while I was watching that, like I was proven right. Like, no, not everybody does that. So um, that made me feel good when I was watching that the other day. So that's my third thing. I got another third thing, but it's 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 soccer, you know. Did, was all of your things sports? You know, I didn't think they were. And Are I they? felt really good com- coming in, but uh, yeah, they seem to be all sports. <laughs> um, I mean, but the, the uh, let's just make next week our first society. The Ezekiel culture. Elliott thing wasn't exactly a sports thing, you know. I mean, it comes from sports yeah. figures. Okay, really quick. We even brought up Mike Tyson, Jason. Yeah, in the Premier League, which we've been watching. Uh huh. There are the Premier League started. I think ninety one. Yes. is when it started. There are six teams that have never been relegated. That is has it, stayed in the top is league. It, is it the top six? Tell me which six you think it is. Tottenham? Yes. Liverpool? Yes. Chelsea? Yes. Um, Man United? Yes. Man City? No. Okay. I got two more? Yep. Crystal Palace? No. Um. So you said Chelsea, Arsenal, Ever- Liverpool... Everton? Um, Everton. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, is that all of them? Am I missing one? Uh, you're missing one of the big ones. Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. Everton, oh, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. That's yeah. the other one. Yeah. Yeah. Everton. See, I got it. I was blown away. No, I, Everton would have been my next. Yeah. My guess was Leicester City, but I guess they have gone down once. I, so, cause I thought Crystal Palace has had like a good mediocre career yeah <laughs> like they were, yeah, they're right. always like right in the middle well it's hard to do in the premier league yes. i mean when you watch these did you ever watch the Leeds united thing that no. i told you to watch you watch it's insanely competitive in these secondary leagues it's not easy to do and all the teams that come up really want to win and they're all getting the same amount of money so i thought that was interesting that i would have thought it would have been man city but there was a day when man city was not as hard as it is to believe well, there's a day when man city was not in the premier league i mean i don't we're very recent Mm-hmm. to it i mean we're very yes. new so i mean i i have no idea yeah but they've been so good lately it's hard to imagine it's all i know yeah 
As long as, long as I followed it. <laughs> yeah, they've been up there every time. Three years. All right. Uh, do you have a Netflix suggestion of the week? I do. What is your Netflix suggestion of the week? So I watched this with my 12-year-old. Okay. This is a few months ago, and I think we may have talked about it in a normal segment, uh, but it is officially on Netflix. It is. Okay. Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. So uh, it's straight-up junior high boy humor. Okay. Um, Although some of it is a little bit more mature, layered. Well, even not mature, but like uh, like in content. But s- some of it has a little bit more depth to it than just well, silly. Well, that's why I say it's mature. Not it's not silliness. like adult humor yeah. necessarily. But, there, yeah, it's dynamic. Mm-hmm. There's more going on than – So you watched it's not it with Harrison? With Harrison, yeah. Do you remember – did he laugh out loud? Yeah, a couple times. What do you know? The because I watched it with Levi too. What is? Do you remember the moment that made him laugh the loudest? I fart in your general direction. That was it. I think so. Oh, the one that got Levi. Well, Levi just lost it. Was when they go to Camelot and they're yeah. singing the song. You know, we went to the round table. Yeah, and then they do that one quick little scene of the guy down in the dungeon like clapping. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like Levi lost it, like completely lost it. You know, so that On was second fun. thought. Let's not go to Camelot. It's a silly place. <laughs> I love the whole. It's Grail. pretty great. It's a great movie. It's um, it's it's solid. It's a solid. It's not straight slapstick. There's layers, no, but it is dynamic. It's exhausting. Stuff. It it's like a, what is it, like an hour and a half. Yeah, it feels like three or four hours. It really does because it's just nonstop. It just it never quits. There's no action. Yeah, it's just straight dialogue. Yeah, yeah, and you have to think. Yes, it's not mm-hmm. like you're. If if you're going to laugh at it, you you're engaged into right. the yeah. You really have to pay attention. Conversation, yeah. Very funny though. There's a lot of stuff that you don't catch. I know. You yeah. got to watch it multiple times before you catch some other the, stuff. The other part it. that really made him laugh was well, they love the nights that say knee, 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 <laughs> and and he said it. He said it again. <laughs> and then they go to um, town to get a shrubbery. A shrubbery. And uh, the lady won't tell him what he wants to hear yeah. and so his companion like wants to like i don't know scare or whatever and he goes no <laughs> he goes no 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 no. it's knee yeah and that was pretty funny too I'll bring out your dad yeah Dung. but i'm not dead I'm yet not dead yet <laughs> i <laughs> feel happy there's <laughs> so much about that movie mm-hmm. that's just so great yeah um, it's pretty great do you know why it ends the way it does no. They ran out of money. So I also heard that originally they had permission from Scotland to use all of the castles. Oh, yeah. Like the original castles. Yeah. And then when they read the script, oh, yeah. they're like, this is not historically accurate at all. <laughs> That's funny. And so they denied access. And so all of the scenes are one castle. Oh, really? From different vantage points. And there's models. That's And really... you can tell by looking at it. Yeah. Well, that obviously doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's know. just funny. I yeah. think it makes it more funny. I think it's better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But the original plan was different castles, different locations. Yeah. Turns out it was like filmed all at one place. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Did you know Monty Python was originally a kids' TV show? No. Yeah, the, they were doing like a kids' TV show on PBS. Those guys were. Yeah. It was like the first thing they got a chance to do. And uh, apparently, apparently it was a somewhat popular kids' TV show. And then they got like, um, you know, the the 
whatever PBS on Friday nights used to shut down at like ten o'clock, right. and somehow they got like, well, we'll give you ten o'clock to eleven o'clock, like that late night thing, right? And so they well, geared it towards an older crowd. Yeah, and they were the only thing on. Yeah, you know, I guess they don't have PBS in um, England. It was BBC whatever one or two yeah. or three or something, but uh, they were like the only thing on TV. So like, if you were going to watch anything, that's what it that's was. what you were going to watch, yeah. and so they were just. Silly and but nobody really cared because it was like, well, it was this or nothing, you yeah. know? So might as well just <laughs> let them do whatever they want to do. It doesn't really matter. It's a bunch you know? of idiots just yeah. running around, and it turns out to be like revolutionary comedy. It was pretty good. It's fantastic. Yeah, the the Holy Grail is the best movie. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, the TV show, The Flying Circus, has some really good parts. I saw a skit the other day. Um, I'll t- I'll send it to you later, but um, it's a skit about. This guy who pays money to have an argument with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's just a guy who's paid to be contrary. Yeah. And they're arguing back and forth. And it is silly yeah. and funny yeah. and stupid yeah. and funny. And smart. And, and smart. All of yeah, stuff. all of this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they they were just – they knew what they were doing. And, well, here's the other thing is I the thing that I enjoy about stuff like that, um, like we're going to do what makes us laugh. Yes. There's an element to that. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these SNL guys are the same way where it's like, really don't care about you. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny, so I'm going to do it. I feel like the king of that is Norm MacDonald. Like, <laughs> he I almost, love Norm, I love he Norm almost prefers it when you don't laugh. Yeah. 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 Uh, I was listening to an interview on, not to advertise for another podcast, but uh, Conan O'Brien's podcast was yeah. interviewing David Letterman, and they were talking about Norm Friends McDonald. of the show, Conan O'Brien. Friend of the show, Conan uh-huh. O'Brien. Sure. And they were talking about Norm McDonald and how much they both love him and how yeah. funny they think he is. <laughs> he told this joke. I just thought it was so funny. He told this joke about uh, that he had on, on Weekend Update. He's like, uh, this weekend in the OJ trial, uh, uh, Johnny Cochran stood up with a... Uh, hat from uh, the evidence and uh, uh, <laughs> while he was standing up OJ stood up and said hey hey be careful with that that's my lucky stabbing hat <laughs> which is nobody else could tell that joke like that's not like if Dennis Miller tells that joke it's, it's, not it's funny. just yeah, yeah but but like the way he says it I mean it's just perfect you can just see it's his just face doubling around with it yeah and all of that hey, yeah wait, be careful with that that's my that's lucky stabbing, stabbing hat <laughs> So that kind of got me in the mood, too. I got on uh, YouTube, and I was watching just old weekend updates with yeah. uh, him. And apparently there's like a whole season of uh, Saturday Night Live where he uh, would have a joke that uh, the punchline to the joke was, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> so there are like 25 jokes yeah. where he was like, uh, this weekend, People Magazine released their top 100 funniest people in the world. Number one, Steve Martin. Number two, you guessed it. Frank Stallone, <laughs> which is whatever. But then after like 20 of them in it, a row, yeah, and you can better. tell he doesn't care. In no. the crowd, there's like this awkward laugh. Uh, like they don't yeah. know. You know what right. I mean? Like a uh, man was spotted today, you know, walking down the expressway, you know, with a bloody corpse dragging behind him. The corpse was, you guessed it, Frank Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> and every time they put the same picture of him. Yeah. And I just thought how perfect. Frank Stallone is for the punchline. Like, yeah. there's nobody better. It's a funny name. Yes. He's a funny person because he's not famous, but right. his brother is. Right. And he kind of looks like his brother, but, but not, not completely. Yeah. It's just the perfect person. Yes. And, and the fact that the, the punchline is, you guessed it. <laughs> Wait, is it Frank Stallone? Oh, you guessed it. You guessed it.
Frank Stallone. So love Norm MacDonald. All right, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Available um, on Netflix. You feel like what's the appropriate age to let your child watch Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Harrison was 12. I think Harrison is old enough and mature enough to handle it. Uh, so I did 14. That was – although Michaela watched it too, so I guess 13 uh, – Everybody's different. Yeah, everybody's different. Michaela gets to watch stuff sooner sooner than her brother, and it kind of bothers him sometimes. But, hey, that's life. (laughs) All right, my Netflix suggestion of the week. Um, There's a problem with my Netflix suggestion of the week. Oh, gosh. Is it sports? Uh, No. Okay, good. Yeah, there it is. It's society and culture for sure. Okay. Uh, We both love Ken Burns. The best. I could watch Ken Burns documentaries all day. Do you know his newest? No. Country music. Okay. Now, at first, I was like, okay, I don't know that I really care about this. I don't know if I'm really into it. But then the more I thought about it, I thought, it's Ken Burns. It's Ken Burns. So it's going to be I good. Love, yeah. I love Ken Burns. But And I heard an interview on Dennis Miller's podcast where he interviewed Ken Burns, and Ken Burns is talking about the documentary because it's being released right now. Right. And uh, the, my problem with it is that I've not been able to watch it. I'm suggesting it. Because I'm sure it's good. Oh my god! Because it's a Ken Burns documentary, and I heard him talk about it, and it's like super interesting. So you can download the PBS app. Okay. It's public broadcast television. I mean, it's not you know, but PBS is not on YouTube TV, so I don't have PBS like on my TV subscription. Okay. So I downloaded the PBS, PBS app, and when I play it, even though it's like the newest version, it just the the little spinny Buffer. thing is thinking, and then it just stops and it freezes every single time. And I've tried it on multiple so TVs. It's not on Netflix. It's only it's, through the app. It's through the PBS app currently. Now okay. maybe I mean in the future when it all drops, they might put it on Netflix because most of Ken Burns stuff is on Netflix. Right. So whenever it does come out, I would highly encourage everybody to watch oh it. Oh my gosh! Because Ken Burns well, is a genius. You just watch anything with Ken Burns. Yeah. Are you caught up on the Great British Bake Off? I am. Okay, so I'm two behind. You're two behind? I'm two behind. Oh, There's geez. two I have not watched. Oh. I think we're through episode six. Yeah, I'm in this semi... No. Well, seven, eight. How many are there? Are there ten? Yeah, I think so. I think I might so, be in the final. Priya was the Indian girl. Ah, right. We just watched the episode where she got kicked out. It was It was time. She was done. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, there's still... I mean, my favorite... I think I, I, we talked about this mm-hmm. six weeks ago. Yeah. Was uh, Steph. I like sure. Steph a lot. Mm-hmm. I think Steph is really good. I think Henry is an outside contender. The thing I said about Henry from the beginning is I said he's going to get better. Yes. I felt like he was going to start to figure some stuff out. He right. seemed pretty smart. He wears a tie. And I thought he's going to figure this. Well, like, he's, he's young, gonna so get... he can adapt. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, that, well, that was my thought. And then about the other him. girl, I can't remember her name now, but she's like crazy eyes, like tall and skinny. Mm-hmm. Um, what is her name? Yeah, I'm totally blanking. It doesn't matter, but um, she she's up there too. Yeah, those were my top three, and uh, they're still all three in it. So yeah. I look forward. Maybe I might watch one tonight. It's very good, very good. Great British was it Bake Off or Baking, baking show? show? Yeah, yeah. Great mm-hmm. British Baking Show. Yeah, Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood's great. Paul's the best. It's a bit undercooked. <laughs> Although I do prefer Mary Berry over Prue. I like Prue. You like Prue better. I do like Prue. Hmm. Um, nothing wrong with Mary Berry. Yeah, and actually, these two new hosts, I like them a lot. I, I, the dude at first was like, I can't stand this it guy. It seemed like a bit much at first. A bit much. Yeah. A whole bunch. Mm-hmm. 
But the more I've seen him, the more I'm like, you know what? I actually like this guy. Yeah. And um, I think it's better than the previous two girls. It makes me happy. Oh, all the way around. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. Do you know who John Oliver is? Yes. Is British comedian? I, yeah, 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 yeah. John Oliver? Yeah. I heard him talking about the Great British Banking Show. He said he can't watch it. Why? He said because it's so stressful to him. He said all the Americans say, oh, this is so. But he said the difference between American culture and British culture is very different. Yeah. And he said, he said it's just all of the British insecurities are just wrapped up into these people. <laughs> and it, like, it just like takes him on. He said yeah. it's just way too emotional. He said he yeah. can't handle it. You know? Yeah. Um, and he said, "There's always like the person that like steps out of line and like does something they shouldn't do, and be like, yeah. well, instead of, you know, instead of flour, I'm going to use fig, you know, crushings.' Yeah, and yeah, he's, yeah. you know, like, I've only done it three times, but I think it might work. Like, no, it won't work. It's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. So I thought we, it was interesting from his perspective. He's like, I just can't watch it. It's just too, too difficult. Stressful, yeah. But for me, it, it nothing makes me happier." It's it's a very happy feeling. Yes. Well, we just watched one episode where this guy's putting three different spices in a, in a layered cake. Oh my goodness! And Paul looks mm-hmm. at him. He's he's yeah. like, you think that's you, a good idea? He's like, have, yeah. Have yeah. you ever done this? Yeah. He's like, well, I mean, in practice, he's like, mm. has anybody ever eaten it? Yeah. He's like, well, I've never served it to my friends. So he's a, so yeah. you're serving a cake that you've never practiced. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, yeah, I guess I am. So it's like that would drive John Oliver crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. He said the worst is when the judges are watching them cook. Like, oh, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like just staring at them, you know. A couple of lines. There was a girl named Ruby a couple of years ago, the Indian girl. Mm-hmm. And her line is so great. She's like, uh, she finished. There's two Indians that season from mm-hmm. India. And she goes, at least I'm not the worst Indian in the tent. <laughs> <laughs> that line. And there's another line where um, – uh, it's just the insecurities. Mm-hmm. That's a great word to use because it just is bubbling out of them. Mm-hmm. The one chick, uh, they made wedding cakes. And she goes, if I ever were to get married, this is the type of cake that I'd want to, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's just that insecurity. Like, yeah. I might not get married. Yeah. You know, yeah. but it just bubbles out. Everything that goes on in that mm-hmm. show, I yeah. can totally see that. And and when they get the star baker, there's almost like an embarrassment yeah. Yeah. factor to it. Like, uh, in America, you know I mean? like, yeah, eat it. <laughs> yeah, take that, you know. Yeah. And they're almost like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Or, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I feel akin with the British Listen, culture. Listen, I don't know who produces that show, but it is excellent. So. The- there's the a music, there's a new the Netflix theme. original called uh, Design Masters. Okay. It's a British show. It's a brand new show. It just dropped this week. It's called okay. something Design Interior Design Masters. Okay, and it's formatted. You can tell they're going for the Great British Baking Show feel. Yeah, although it's different, but it's about interior design. Did but they miss the mark? It's British people. It's not. If if the Great British Baking Show is a ten, which it is, uh, this show is like a six. Oh, worth yeah, I don't wa- even want to watch it. I felt like it was worth watching. Okay. We kind of got into it. Um, there was one person that we just hated. Just well, that hated. always makes it Yeah, better. I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but it had all of those British insecurity things, even more so because in this show they had to work as a team. Oh, they yeah. split them up into two teams, and so they like have to like get along and be like, well, I don't like that idea. Right, right. And British people don't communicate very well when it comes <laughs> to stuff like that. So that was really interesting. Um, yeah. But it's not – it's just the Great British Baking Show is so good. It's I've tried to watch other things, other yeah. cooking things to try to like – it's just we, there's, there's nothing as good. Yeah, there's a couple – we watch food – we watch a lot of Food Network. Yeah. Um, of different varieties, shows. I like the Beat stuff, Bobby but. Flay. It's okay. Yeah. It's interesting um, because he's going against a chef that's cooking their best thing. 
Have you ever seen Worst Cooks in America? Mm, I don't think so. That's pretty good. Okay. Because and there's a celebrity version too. Yeah. But these guys come in and they're awful. Like they don't know how to make grilled cheese. Yeah. Like that they they just give a blind instruction to like open up. Okay, everybody make your grilled cheese. Oh man. And I like someone is like that. taking a cheese and putting it on the grill. Oh. Like trying to really literally grill cheese. Really. Like they don't know what they're doing. I can. I make a good grilled cheese. Not better than mine. What's your What's your ultimate grilled cheese? Like what do you mean? Like how do you make it? What are your ingredients? Well, first of all, I use wheat bread. I don't use <laughs> Wow. I don't believe in that white bread crap. I use a wheat bread. Okay. Sandwich top. All right. Not split top. Okay. Okay. All right. Butter, little coconut Wait, oil. Butter what? Like you put no, butter no, on the no, pan? No, 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 no. Coconut oil goes on the pan. Uh-huh. Butter goes on the bread. The butter goes on the bread. Yes. Open face. How much butter do you think goes on each side? As much as you could get on. Okay. All right. You cannot put too much butter on. Got it. I mean, layer it. Thick. Mm-hmm. Open and then you face put it. coconut oil. I put coconut oil in the pan. Okay. Okay. Grease up the pan with the coconut oil, then put the butter on it. All right. Um. Then I lay various cheeses, whatever we have in the fridge. My favorite is pepper jack. Yeah. I love pepper jack. Mm-hmm. I'll put pepper jack on both sides. Mm-hmm. Grill it open face until the cheese starts to melt. Uh-huh. Then sandwich it together on the plate. Flip it two or three times. Occasionally, I will throw a piece of bread in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> is that bread grilled? No. It's just a piece of bread. That bread's soft because it soaks up the juices. Hmm. So it's not like dripping. Because you put that much butter and you cook it in coconut oil, yeah. it's a wet sandwich. It's a lot of grease. So when you put the bread in the middle, what's the temperature you're cooking this at? I have a gas. I don't. There's no kind of like medium. Are you turning it up real no, hot? No, 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 no. It's as low as you can go. So you want to go low and slow. Low and slow. I'm a low and slow guy. I don't. I don't cook anything fast. Hmm. Okay. What do you do? Pretty much the same. <laughs> Except I like shredded cheese. We stop. I that, do. That's that, that's an entirely different thing altogether. What type of pan do you cook in? Do you have the copper lined one? I have a um, so I have a gas stove. Oh, you have the griddle built. The, you have a griddle in the gas stove, so it's yeah. like an iron griddle thing. So we have the like the new copper top mm-hmm. pans. Yeah, those are awesome. They're, they are. They are no. I thought about getting them before. They're pretty good. Yeah. So we have one pan that has a chip in it. We're gonna have to replace it, but we've had it for a couple years. They're awesome. You can you can't stick anything in them. Really? Yes. Well, Gee. listen, it's not a challenge. Jolly Ranchers? <laughs> I've never tried to grill a Jolly Rancher, Ooh, but you should. You've not you've really not lived until a Jolly Rancher has melted your tongue away. Somebody, I can't remember who, I'd give him credit. I haven't done this yet. I'm curious if you've done this. Uh-huh. Have you made a straight peanut butter sandwich and put it on the grill? Like, like a grilled peanut butter sandwich. A grilled peanut butter sandwich. No, but I don't. I do know that Elvis's favorite meal was grilled peanut butter, banana, and bacon sandwiches. It sounds disgusting. Apparently, he used to eat it all the time. Peanut- I love each of those things independently. It's worth trying. I tried it once. If it was, well, I've heard the grilled peanut butter sandwich, not jelly, no, just I hear a you. grilled peanut butter yeah. sandwich, is delicious. I might try that. I've already eaten tonight. You brought rallies. I forgot to tell you something that happened to me. All right, we we got to go. Society and culture. Is this society, is this a society and culture? It's food. Yeah. So we have a pan 
uh, that's kind of like a deeper pan. Yeah. That's is got it a metal. Walk? It, it's all no, it's not a walk. It's I don't know. It's round. It's it's metal. All is it metal. A saucepan. So yeah, it's like a saucepan, and it's all metal except it's it's kind of like in between a griddle and a pan. You know what I mean? It's like that deep and kind of okay. big around. Square anyway, or circle? Circle. So we made some spaghetti, and then Levi had a soccer game, and then got home later, and so I had to reheat it for him. And so I just put all of that, I put that whole thing into the oven. You know what I mean? Like baked it. Yeah, and just baked the whole thing, which worked perfectly fine. Does it have a plastic handle? No, it's all metal. Okay. You know, and so um, take it out um, of the oven. You know, it's all done. I can tell it's hot and all that kind of stuff. Take it out of the oven. Um... Then go over to the sink for a second to get something or whatever. Come back um, to uh, scoop it out of the, yeah. the pan uh, with the tongs and then put it into the plate, you know? Yeah. The problem is it was in a 400-degree oven, and I took the oven mitt off. Oh. And, Jason, I'm telling you, I grabbed that thing with a ba- – I mean, I I grabbed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I there was no – Nothing in my brain was like in in literally twenty seconds earlier. I'd come out of a four hundred degree oven that had yeah. been there for twenty minutes. Yeah, um, I'm not exaggerating. I heard my hand sizzle before I felt the pain. Oh. Like that's how I was alerted that something happened. It was sizzling. I, I put my oh. hand on the thing and I grabbed it like a hundred percent, and I heard it. And it happened so fast, but my brain said what? And then I realized that's my hand, yeah. and I took it off, and the pain was unbearable. I stayed up till I think four in the morning with my hand alternating in and out of a bucket of ice of a bowl of ice, oh. and I would take it out of the bowl of ice, and I would think, I would get it would get so numb that I couldn't feel anything. I would take it out and put it on a wet rag to just try to try to keep it wet, you know. Yeah. And um, I would start to doze off sometimes because after like three in the morning, I was yeah. so tired. I would start to doze off, but the pain would wake me up oh. because my, it felt like my hand was on fire, like yeah. it was. It was awful. Well, I woke up the next day and it still hurt, but not as I eventually fell asleep about four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like leaned over my couch, like with my hand in the bowl. Yeah. And I just slept with my hand in water all yeah. night. Um, it was awful. It was horrible. Um, but I, I was concerned that I was going to get a bunch of blistering. I've got some like hard marks on my hands, but it's not that bad. It was horrible. Like to hear the, just the disconcerting feeling. No, I, I can totally. Hearing the yeah. sizzle before you feel the pain. And I screamed, of yeah. course. And I ran into the kitchen, or I ran into the bathroom and just put my hand under cold water for like 10 minutes. Yeah. But I knew, like, the moment I take it... Was I'll, Eric at the house? Yeah, everybody was. It, yeah. It, yeah, it kind of freaked everybody out. But, uh, yeah. And, of course, you know what your wife says when that happens. <laughs> what did she say? Why did you do that? Yeah. What, I don't know, honey. What are you thinking? I just That's... wanted to... Yeah. Like, why did... I, you know... Well, I don't know. I've never I, I've I never love bacon, <laughs> and I love to hear it sizzle, and we didn't have any. So I said, you know what? How about my own flesh? You yeah. know? How about the most tender part of my body? I just put on this. That that was my thought process. Well, the, the phrase I hear is, what were you thinking? <laughs> yeah. What were you thinking? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted a worm farm. <laughs> Our house is overrun with worms. <laughs> what were you thinking? Well, I obviously, I didn't know this was going to happen. Obviously, I didn't think this through all the way. Yeah, so, I was just thinking about all this worm money. I could a common have. conversation in our house is, "What were you thinking?" <laughs> and then I say, "Well, hindsight's twenty twenty." And then she says, "Well, sometimes foresight's twenty twenty too." <laughs> so, foresight's never twenty twenty. Unexpected things always Listen. happen, and accidents happen. Yeah, that's why it's called an accident. Yeah, the thing about it was, I grabbed it in the way that you would grab it, so that you could. 
use your other hand to grab stuff out. I mean, like as hard as you could. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was awful. It was it was really painful. What were you thinking? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Hindsight's twenty twenty. Well, so like the thought that I have as a father frequently when I do things like that is. What would I say to my kids in this situation? Slow down. Why are you in a hurry? There's no rush. I'm just in the bathroom with water running over my hand, screaming, don't touch the pan. Like, I'm like, <laughs> don't, don't touch, touch the pan. <laughs> don't touch it. Like, I don't know. Your whole family's like, yeah, yeah. It just came out of the <laughs> yeah, It's literally red hot. Like, we can see it. <laughs> and then Erica's like, why'd you even put that pan in? You know what I mean? You could have used another pan, like a baking dish. I'm like, yes, I could have. But it yeah. would have been fine if I'd have just had <laughs> an oven mitt on. It wouldn't have been a problem. That's society and culture right there. That's society and culture. We tick both boxes and more and some. So, all right. This is Dan signing off for Jason, reminding you to always keep your stick on the ice and never wear the blue sweats. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog.